You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. It's Friday, October 14, and that means it's time for yours truly to unveil his pick for this week's Giants-Ravens game, which will be Sunday at uh, MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Giants are a five and a half point underdog per DraftKings Sportsbook the, the last time I looked. But uh, as you guys should know, if you follow the program and if you uh, follow our work at Big Blue View, we pick the money line each week, which basically means that we pick winners and losers. We do all of the games at Big Blue View. Obviously, the one you guys care most about, of course, is your weekly Giants game. And this week, uh, I hate to do it, Giants fans, but this week I am picking the Baltimore Ravens to come into MetLife Stadium and leave with a with a victory over your New York Giants. Listen, I think this is a game the Giants can win. The Giants have beaten a couple of good teams already this season. Obviously, they beat the Tennessee Titans. They beat the Green Bay Packers last week in an outstanding, exciting come-from-behind victory where they were behind by two touchdowns and, and came back to uh, to upset the Packers in London. Listen, it's it's incredible what the Giants have done so far at 4-1, and one, uh, but they're doing this with a roster that that is not complete. It's not full. This is not a championship caliber New York Giants team. They have found a rhythm. They have found a way to win games using their running game, getting some completions when they have to, playing really good defense, getting stops when they need to. Wink Martindale doing an outstanding job, getting the best possible play that he can out of the Giants defense, Mike Kafka and Brian Dable getting what they can out of a Giants offense that that doesn't have much at wide receiver at this point, that really still has an offensive line while it has Andrew Thomas, while it has a first-round pick on the other side in Evan Neal. This offensive line is still in development, still has some some issues on the interior Obviously, the Giants haven't been able to pass the ball incredibly well to this point in the season, but the Giants have been finding ways to win. And and I simply feel like 
this is another game against a team that has a more accomplished, more established, more talented roster on paper. And I, I simply feel like sooner or later, one of these teams that 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 has more talent than the Giants is going to come in and take advantage of a Giants team that that really maybe and I hate to say it, but maybe isn't as good as its four and one record might indicate, you know, but sooner or later, these games that are upsets, if the giants win them sooner or later, the favored team is going to come in and win one of those. And, and that's how I see Sunday. I think that the Ravens are simply too much of an established team at this point. I think, Lamar Jackson is playing at an incredibly high level. I think that maybe some of the statistics that show the Ravens having uh, the worst pass defense uh, in the NFL to this point, maybe that's a little bit overblown. We'll have to see. Maybe the Giants can get their passing game going on Sunday and and have the best uh, aerial game that they've had so far this season. But I look at this game and I just don't think the Giants are going to have enough. Of course, I felt that way last week uh, heading into the week five game against the Green Bay Packers. So you never know if uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And and I'll be honest, in, in this case, I'd, I'd be happy to be wrong because uh, that means the Giants would be five and one. Giants fan base would be happy. Commenters at Big Blue View would be happy. And, and people, you know, no, nobody minds rubbing my nose in it or my face in it a little bit. So, uh, you know, you guys, uh, if the Giants win again, then uh, you guys can can feel free to do that. But uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, as I said, I am picking the Ravens to to come out with the victory in this one. Please uh, stop by Big Blue View and check out uh, all of our staff predictions for Sunday's game, as well as our predictions for the entire slate of of Sunday and Monday games uh, in the NFL in week six. And also, please remember, if you're uh, going to drop some of your hard-earned money or would like to drop some of your hard-earned money to to wager on some of these games, please remember that uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply and uh, please see our show notes for uh, for complete details. All right, Giants fans, let's uh, let's talk about uh, about a couple of other things here. Injury news for your Giants on on the good side. It looks like Leonard Williams, who's missed three games now with that sprained right MCL, looks like Williams is trending toward playing. Seems like. Uh, when he's talked to the media this week, he intends to play. I was at practice on Thursday, and he seemed to be practicing at full speed in the initial part of practice, the individual portion that was uh, viewable for media. So it looks like he intends to play. And obviously with the with Lamar Jackson, with the, the outstanding varied multiple running attack that, that that the Ravens present. Obviously, you know, Leonard Williams is a tremendous player and, and his presence will be uh will be one that that will help the Giants quite a bit on Sunday. So that's the good news. 
I mean, the bad news is that it's the same old, same old at wide receiver. Kadarius, Tony, Kenny Galladay haven't been practicing. Wandale Robinson has been limited all week. Robinson might have a chance to play, but I'm not really sure at this point. So uh, we'll have to see what happens when the when the final injury report comes out on Friday afternoon. But uh, if any of those guys play, it would be Robinson. But it once again looks like the Giants are going to be uh, pretty thin and, and pretty much using the uh, the no-name group of wide receivers, Marcus Johnson, Richie James, David Sills, Darius Slayton, and uh, and trying to get some production out of that group. Slayton, of course, had a huge game Sunday against Green Bay. Obviously, a couple of really big catches in uh, in that game for Slayton. Uh, game where you know that where a lot of people who have been screaming for Slayton to play, a lot of people now feel justified in in, in having taken that stance. And you know, Slayton, he's got speed. He's he's got a relationship with Daniel Jones. I don't think he's a great player. But if he continues to produce, you have to put him out there on the field. So I would expect Slayton to uh, to get a high number of snaps on Sunday against the Ravens, and and we'll hope that uh, that he's able to produce another big game. The Giants certainly need more from their passing attack. They need uh, they need some chunk plays with you know, from from somewhere other than than giving the ball to uh, to Saquon Barkley so hopefully hopefully they'll be able to get some of those uh, in, in the passing game on Sunday but uh, injury wise like I said it looks like Leonard Williams will play but the Giants will once again you know be uh, be scrounging scrambling whatever you want to say for uh, for wide receivers on Sunday now that brings let's let's actually talk about the wide receiver situation a little bit uh, before we uh, before we call it a day here. But uh, obviously, you know, I do a mailbag each week at Big Blue View. Lots of questions this week about Kadarius Tony, who I said earlier is you know, he's not going to play on Sunday. I don't know what the deal is with Tony. I don't know how close he is to being healthy, but at this point he's not practicing. I'm a little bit surprised at this point that he's not on injured reserve, to be honest with you. And, and I don't know. I mean, I get questions all the time. Can't the Giants just trade this guy? You know, first and foremost, if you're going to trade the guy, somebody has to want the guy. And, who's going to want the guy at this point when he can't get on the field, when he, when he's consistently hurt, when he's not on the field, when he's not showing you that he can do anything. So, you know, who's going to trade for him at mid season. I just, I don't see anyone being willing to do that because he's not showing any of the other 31 teams in the league that he can help them right now. So I can't see anyone being willing to, to make that move. Maybe, in the off season, maybe then the Giants would be able to move him probably for a late round pick, something like that. But again, that's contingent on at some point Kadarius Tony getting on the field, having a stretch of games where he's healthy, showing that he can be productive and, uh, and maybe, you know, 
increasing his value or showing that he has some value that would be worth trading for if you're one of the other 31 teams in the league. One of the things that that, that I think when it comes to Kadarius Toney, you know, Carl Banks, legendary giant, current uh, you know radio analyst for the Giants podcaster over on the Believe podcast network along with Bob Papa. Um, one of the things that he and I have talked about in the past, Carl talks about players being on scholarship. And in the past, uh, maybe in, in other regimes, there were players who were on scholarship, meaning that they knew that they were going to be on the roster, you know, regardless of the situation, regardless of their performance, regardless of whether they had a, a, a real role on the team or not. And, you know, there are, and, and I'm not saying that Kadarius Tony feels like he's on scholarship, but there are players in the NFL who, who like the idea of calling themselves NFL players. They like the idea of what the NFL does for them they like the idea of saying, I'm a first-round draft pick. I'm an NFL player. I, you know, I make good money because I'm in the NFL. They like the idea that they get attention because they're in the NFL, whether that's attention on television, whether that's attention on social media, whatever that is. People know their name, but some of those guys never amount to or never reach their full potential because while they are NFL athletes, while they are NFL players, they're not, they don't necessarily put in the work to be what they could or should be. And I don't know what Kadarius Tony's work habits are, but the amount of soft tissue injuries that he has continued to have over two years simply makes me wonder about the young man's work ethic. It makes me wonder if he understands how to take care of his body. If he understands the, the behind the scenes work that it takes all of the, you know, a lot of these guys, they spend a lot of time in the cold tub. They spend a lot of time stretching. They spend time doing yoga. They spend time doing all sorts of, of activities and things behind the scenes to, to make sure that their bodies are, are in the best condition that they can be in, you know, for them to be ready to play on Sundays. And, and what it comes down to is, the idea of being a pro. What bothered me about Kadarius Tony as a rookie was that Joe Judge and his coaching staff began talking right after Kadarius Tony was drafted about the idea that Tony needed to prove both to the coaching staff and to the players on the team that he could be a pro, that he could be trusted that he was dependable, all of all of those kinds of things. And at the end of December, when the season was virtually over with, Joe Judge and his coaching staff were still saying the same thing. Tony needs to earn our trust. He needs to earn the respect of his teammates. And that tells you that 
throughout all of that time he had not done it. And to this point, GM Joe Shane, head coach Brian Dable, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, they have all said good things about what Tony does behind the scenes, about his about his his attention in meetings and and all of that kind of kind of thing. But you wonder if those are just words. You wonder if you know he's part of the team and, and that's what they have to say because at some point they need him to be a productive player. If he's going to be part of the roster, I wonder what the real feeling about Kadarius Tony actually is. The fact of the matter is, you know, there are a lot of guys in the NFL, like I said, guys who, who never reach their potential, who don't have the career that you think they're going to have. And a lot of times that is because of the way that they approach their job. And then there are other players who last a long time in the NFL, who you wouldn't think would do that. And maybe because they were a late round pick, maybe because they're not the best athlete in the world, maybe because you know, it's obvious that there might be guys who, who have more talent, but guys who approach their job in a professional manner, guys who do everything possible to have their bodies right to play on Sundays guys who do everything possible to study and prepare and learn their craft and learn their opponents. Those are the guys who have long successful careers in the NFL quite often. And the longer this kind of thing goes on with Kadarius, Tony, the more I wonder exactly how he's approaching his job and how he's, and whether or not he's, he's, preparing properly and all of those things and and i think until he gets on the field and has a long stretch of of health and shows that he can be a productive player i think it's fair to wonder about those things all right giants fans that's uh that's really all i've got for you today please remember to subscribe to big blue view radio wherever you listen to podcasts if you're watching on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe there as well. Thank you, as always, for listening, Giants fans. Please remember to stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.